Many have tried, many have failed, and she's one of them. It's Fitless with Bianca Brady. We're back another week. I know, it's crazy. Every single week this happens again, over and over again, every week. Are you sick of me? No. I'm sick of me. Definitely not. <laughs> um, and I'm here today with a return guest. Very exciting. Yay. It's Lindsay Rothenberg. Hey, Bianca. Hey. How are you? I'm great. So you all remember Lindsay from the Overthrow Boxing episode. Mm-hmm. Um. Have you been back to Overthrow since we went that one time? You know, I haven't been back to Overthrow, but I have done some other boxing classes. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been going to work, train, fight a little, which I really like. So that's what, a good one. Is it different? Um, it's actually pretty similar, but I like the I like the studio a lot, and I went to one with a friend. So yeah, you know. So how's yeah. your? Let's check in with you. How's how's <sighs> fitness life going? When did we last record? I guess it was a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. It hasn't been great. I worked on a <laughs> really, really crazy job throughout December and January. I was working like 100-hour weeks, um, and I went away for a week. And ever since that job ended in January, I've been – I've had some time off in between jobs, unemployed. And, you know, I thought that having all this free time would make me exercise all, you know, all the time and – I just haven't. I don't know why. I just can't do it. I think it's something about the winter. You know, I have a gym, so I'm trying to – I don't hate running on the treadmill, so I've been trying to do that. I did go for a run that day that it was really warm out, but, you know, aside from that, a couple classes here and there, a little yoga, but, you know, it's the winter blues, so. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. definitely something I want to talk about t- today. Let's do it. The I'm winter. Talk about it. Yeah. The winter ass blues. Which is, you know, funny because the one thing that I think can really help you break out of the winter blues, right, is exercise. I know. And it's just you tell yourself you want to you want to go. You're like, I'm going to do it. It's going to be great. It's going to make me feel so much better. And then you're just like, actually, I'm going to lie in bed and watch three episodes of The West Wing. Yeah, which I have been doing. Yeah. But not in bed. I never watch TV in bed. Oh, it's a healthy lifestyle, Bianca, to to (laughs) not do it. Yeah. Congratulations. So at least I've got that going for me. But (laughs) yeah, I I just, I think I realized that like when I, all the other seasons of the year, I walk a lot. Sure. Like I'll get off the train like a couple miles from my house and then walk home. Yeah. And... I love to walk all the way home from mm-hmm, work, like mm-hmm. from Manhattan to my apartment. The best, yeah. Just toss in a podcast and just meander on down. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think when people are fine with the cold weather, it just boggles my mind. Yeah. 100%. I can't identify with that. Like, it, I feel pain mm-hmm. in the cold mm-hmm. and I don't want to go outside. I don't want to be outside for longer than I have to. But I do know that if I just like put on a bunch of layers and walked outside, I would not be too cold. Like I would feel fine. Right. But it it's just different and I don't like it. It's just the worst. Yeah. It's just the worst. And we just have to deal with it if we live in New York City for several months every year. Yeah, you know? know. It seems like it should get easier, right? Like I we know. should know how to deal with this. It hasn't even really been that cold. I know. It, there was like a couple days, but like it's mostly been fine. Yeah. And people often are like, oh, why are you from like 
California. I'm like, no, no I'm from Massachusetts. <laughs> where it's even colder. It's even colder. Yeah. And I've always, 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 always been in this right. place. So I'm now, you know, it's February, whatever, 10th when we're recording mm-hmm. this. I sure. don't exactly know. Somewhere in the middle of the, the month. date of it, of today. But I'm embarking on a new goal, yeah. which I'm going to say on the record. Great. I'm going to try and exercise every day of March. That's incredible. And even if it's just doing like push-ups and mm-hmm. jumping jacks in my house or mm-hmm. I think I'm going to buy a jump rope. Oh and yeah, do that's some great. Jump rope stuff. Do it. Yeah, your downstairs home. neighbors will love it. Yeah, they're fine. Yeah. They're DJs, so <laughs> oh, fine. I, I they owe me some yeah. noise. <laughs> yeah, you're good. Um Plus, I have a dog who lives above me, and oh, I'm like a li- quiet as get a little mouse. Get that jump rope. Do it. So, yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't even apologize. Just I'm get due it. for a little mm-hmm. noise. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do that, and I'm going to see if that improves my mental health. Well, setting a goal is always good, as we've talked about. You know, like mm-hmm. I love to run, but if I'm not signed up for a race, I just don't do it. Yeah. I just won't. So if you set yourself, I'm going to do this, you're going to do it. You're going yeah. to do it because you're telling yourself you have to. So that's the problem. Somewhere in the winter, you're like, Meh, I should do it, but I don't really want to. But you say you're going to do it, you'll do it. Yeah, I have faith in because you. as we've talked about and I've talked about with a few friends close to me, mm-hmm. um, the idea of medication has been put on my table, antidepressants. Mm. And I don't, I'm so like, I don't know if that's right for me or maybe it is and I'm just being, but I want to try this first. Well, congratulations on being able to discuss it. Yeah. That's important. But uh, yeah, I mean, you you want to, tr- that should be the last resort. You want to try everything possible before you that's kind do of that. That's kind of how I feel. And maybe exercise, you know, I think it will make you feel really good. First of all, exercise will make you feel good physically and mentally, but also it'll make you feel good just to be committing to something and doing it. That also makes you feel like you're productive in a way that, you know, I, I think it's going to be great. March is going to be ace, and then you'll ride right into the spring. Yeah, and my bod will be fucking killer for Obviously. summer. It already summer. is, but oh. sure. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so today, you guys all know Lindsay's journey. She's very sporty, and she likes to work out. It's a part of her life, maybe a little less right now, but she's – She's got the muscle memory, so it's not going anywhere, you know? I try. And so today I was, like, in the spirit of, like, feeling a little bit lazy about, like, like I don't know Dragging what to do. Dragging yourself to a class, yep. I was like, let's play tennis. Yeah. Like, that sounds fun. So fun. So we did. Yeah. So talk a little bit about your history with tennis in particular. Sure. All right. So I've been playing tennis basically my whole life. My parents put me in tennis lessons when I was a little kid, you know. I hated it. Um, yeah, I probably mostly hated it while I was a kid and then played a little bit again maybe like in high school, but I didn't make the team because my high school only had a varsity team. So I tried out for it, didn't make it, didn't really play that much. And then several years later after college, maybe I played once or twice in college, I don't know, with my dad or something, moved to this apartment signed up for the New York sports club. That's a block away. And they have two tennis courts on the roof. So I was like, you know, I should really take advantage of that. Started taking some lessons. And then that turned into taking some group lessons basically every week for 
I want to say five, six years. Whoa. Yeah. So lately I haven't been playing that much because I stopped the lessons about a year and a half ago, maybe a little bit more. Well, they don't do them in the summer, but in the summer I tried to play with friends. And it is really hard to play tennis in New York City. In the summer, the courts are packed. You have to get a permit. You need somebody to play with. You need the time to play. You need the balls. All of it, it's just a whole event. It can be very difficult. So there are a couple people that I play with. Um, and every now and then, you know, we'll text each other, try to find a good time that works. But I just never play as much as I would like to, but I love it. It's just, to me, it doesn't feel like work or exercise. It's just a fun sport. Because how often do we play sports? We play them our whole lives as kids. We play every team sport. Not that tennis is a team sport. It's different. But, you know, it's just so fun to hit a ball around and, you know, yeah. be out there on the court, outside. You know, so we didn't play outside today, obviously, because it's too cold, but there's a bubble at the gym and, you know, it feels it's a great like place outer to learn. space. Yeah, yeah. And it feels very cool. Um, yeah. So I, I played racquetball on, for the podcast with my stepdad mm-hmm. and that was fun, but that's indoors and mm-hmm. it's a little different. Mm-hmm. You're in, you're hitting yeah, the ball against the wall mm-hmm. and it's loud and a little bit faster, like more whizzing. Mm. Not peeing, but whizzing <laughs> by you. Yeah. And Some sound effects. You know, it's just it's just different, but obviously similar hand eye coordination. Mm-hmm. And tennis strikes me as harder in a way because there's so much more room mm. to like have to get to the ball. Yeah. And it can be a it's a great workout. Yeah. Yeah. And like we Maybe said, today, but yeah. like we said <laughs> when we were doing it, it was like running to go pick up the balls yeah. that have been abandoned is a little bit is that's hard. where you get your heart rate up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I think I feel like I really want to take a lesson and try and well and- I would love that because I would love for you to get a little better so we can really go play. Yeah. The other thing about tennis really, and you know, not to sound too cheesy, but it's more about like the whole lifestyle of it than just the actual game itself, you know? Yeah. Going it's to the so tennis cute. course. Prospect Park has great courts. You wear a cute little outfit, get lunch after. It's just the best. It's so fun. Wanna do it all the time. Yeah. It fully support you getting better. It's definitely cool. Mm-hmm. And I've been wanting to get into tennis for a few years. Never too late. And so this I had I lied when I said this was my first time, but it's maybe my third time. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. So essentially the well, same thing. Well, for it being your third time, you did great. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Um, yeah, I mean, you have to pay attention. Yeah, you have to keep your eye on the ball. You have to keep your head in the game. I mean, it's all mental, really, you know? And I think that the the biggest kind of draw for me is like the aggression of it mm-hmm. like well like smacking something with boxing you know yeah i mean yeah you can definitely get a lot of aggression out playing tennis but you don't want to hit the ball too hard right unless it's you're like really good gentle balance yeah. yeah yeah but i don't know i just think like when in life do you get the opportunity to smack something with something yeah not often. never not often and it's not like we're gonna play softball you need a whole team in a league to do that you know so and it's not like we have a pinata available to us no every day <laughs> no although i think we probably could make that happen if we wanted to <laughs> or one of those blow up punching bags that you get for little kids you know yeah we could get one of those actually that's not a bad idea 
what if we created an exercise gym that was pinata focused? <laughs> I, Bianca, don't put this on your podcast. I think that's a billion dollar idea. Yeah. And then there could be like merch inside the pinatas. I think that's great. So yeah. it's sort of like shopping right. plus exercise. What would we call it? I think we would need like, you know, all those boxing gyms have now have like cool names, you know? Or like there's that bar class called Model Fit. I think it'd be called, called it like Fiesta. Oh. Mm. No. It needs well, it needs like Fiesta something. Something with a little bit of a Fiesta hit or something, yeah. you know? Like or like Fiesta Fuego. Fiesta Fuego. Or <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's gotta be something about like I don't know. Picture like twenty class passers. Just fucking wailing. Does on everyone pinatas. get their own pinata, or is it one pinata per class? Maybe there's two on each pinata, just you know, for yeah. But I mean, also sake. spinning around the bat is a part of it. Definitely, you know, so definitely, definitely. you do like sprinting. Yeah, spinning oh, yeah. around the bat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dizziness drills. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> this could be a thing. Business plan. Yeah, I we'll feel do it. like I I could. You know, the the whole world has gotten pretty absurd. Mm. Um, I mean, there are trampoline classes. There I are did one. surf classes. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, I have to do a surf one. Yeah, yeah, surf set. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's Surfing a good one. non in the yeah. non ocean. Yeah. So that's. I I feel like pinata class isn't far behind. No, no, no. It's getting there. It's gonna happen. Yeah. So back to tennis. Yeah. Mm. What else about how did tennis? you how did you feel? Well, let me ask you. What was it like to play tennis on your third time, not in a lesson, but well, it's a little bit. I w- I mean, so there are two courts up there, and the other court was occupied by one guy who was practicing his serve, the whole basket of balls, right? And yeah. then he would like pick up his balls and then practice, and then and I just was kind of distracted, distracted. by him because, yeah. I mean, I'm over that feeling of like, oh, I'm such an idiot loser for doing – like, he doesn't care. He mm-hmm. thinks – he probably thinks, oh, yeah. look, she's trying to learn tennis. That's Absolutely. great. yeah. Um, and if he doesn't, then fuck Whatever. him. Yeah. He can go fuck himself. Totally. Um, but I wanted to talk to him the whole time, <laughs> and I just couldn't <laughs> find an in. Why is that? Why did I want to yeah. talk to him? Because I want to be like, I don't know, in like the interest of of journalism, be like, so what's your what's your uh, tennis I see, deal? I see. What's yeah. your vibe? Yeah. Um. What's Hello, why sir. are you here? Yeah. On at like nine a.m. on a weekday. Mm-hmm. Just practicing and surf. Yeah. Like, does is this your job? Is this your Hobby? Do you have the day off? Are you in Probably town? a hobby, and he couldn't find anyone else to play with, you know. And he just—it's not going to stop him. He's just going to go play on his own. Yeah. So I was distracted by him, and then a little bit frustrated when I couldn't get the coordination I needed to hit the ball mm. over the net in the right way. Right. But that just comes with practice, you know. I mean, you're never yeah. going to be good at something right off the bat. Yeah. Right off the racket. Right <laughs> off the racket. Um, and But then once we got going and we got a couple good volleys we going. We really did, yeah. I felt 
great. It feels good, right? Every time I hit it over and it and you hit it back, I was Mm -hmm. like, it's like glorious. Totally. And did you get into like a mental zone when we were in those rallies where all you're really thinking about is where's the ball? I got to hit it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the best part, I think, you know, because you can, you know, zone out doing all kinds of exercise. You know, you can go on a run and your mind just does its own thing or you can. But it's a different kind of focus. Right. You're in a bar class. You're focusing on your leg or maybe you're just thinking like how hungry you are and how you (laughs) want to just get through it, you know. Yeah. You want to just have it be over, but yeah, and it's a different kind of focus. You're just thinking like, where's the ball? How do I hit it? What I have to turn, you know, I have to run. It just happens automatically. You just can't think about anything else. And that's, what's really nice about it for me. You know, like when I was playing every week in the lesson, at least it's just, you spend an entire hour just thinking about tennis. Yeah. It's yeah. Best. It's therapeutic. It is. Yeah. So what kind of stuff do they go over in the lesson? And like, how does an individual lesson differ from a group lesson? Well, the individual lesson is great because they just hit balls at you in the exact right place. Or, you know, if it's challenging you to get you to just hit it and you just hit so many balls, you know, I mean, you and I only had about five or six on the court today. And that's because there were some up there. Um, I only brought three. So when you have only three balls between the two of us, you pause, you go pick it up, you get it, you know, but when you're in a lesson, they are just throwing them at you and you're just hitting and hitting and hitting and hitting and hitting. Um, And then you just get better at hitting by just doing it over and over and over and over again. It's just learning through repetition. Um, And they'll teach you, you know, hold your racket like this, do this, do this, you're doing this, do it like this, try it like this. You'll do forehands, backhands, serves. You might play with the instructor, but it's just all about you. Um, and then in a group lesson, really, it's just that you get to hit less balls because, you know, you'll line up basically at the court, you know, and you'll each go through like a cycle. So you're hitting one every four instead of every single ball. Um, and it's good. I think a group lesson is really good. I think it's really important to take a few solo lessons first. And then it's really important to take group lessons so that you start to play with you can play with other people And, you know, you might play a doubles game or you might just play one-on-one or something called king of the court where somebody swaps out, you know, fun little exercises and games. And you really get the feel of playing with different kinds of players and you see how other people hit and, you know, you have to kind of adapt. Adapt, exactly. So So would you say that when you play tennis, you, and in general, do you feel like you're competitive Like, how does competition figure into this for you? For me, I think it's a huge thing. I think I get a lot of satisfaction off of playing a competitive game, but I never played tennis competitively. Like I said, I didn't make my school, my high school team. So I only have ever played tennis for fun with friends. And, you know, I'm not usually competitive. I don't beat myself up if I don't win, but I do like to be good Mm. and I like to be the best. I want to be the best woman on the women's league at my tennis club. That's my goal in life, basically. No, it's not my only goal in life. Long-term goal, right, is to just be the best woman, you know, like be the one everyone wants to play with, hit with, or everyone wants to beat. Do you have like a fantasy of like moving out of New York and and doing like a country club thing? Not a country club thing, but like I could, you know, picture myself like living in L.A. one day and like playing tennis all the time. That would be great. 
But no, I mean, I grew up in Connecticut. I don't really need to like go back to the Connecticut (laughs) tennis mom lifestyle. No, my dream is like that scene in Bridesmaids where they're all just like, you know, playing tennis and hitting each other with it. Yeah. Getting out there with their friends but in a very competitive way. Um, But no, I think the most fun thing about it is that you do it with somebody and it's you know, a friend activity. My dad and I really bond a lot through playing tennis as I've gotten better. You know, every time I go home, we play and it's a really great thing to do together. So I think that's just the best part of it. For me, the competition is kind of secondary, although I do like to challenge myself. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Do you ever play good. doubles? I really only play doubles in the group lesson. It's hard enough to get one person to play with, let alone three. Yeah. So I would love to join some kind of team or something but then you know it's hard to make the time and find the league and I'm a little hesitant to join a league because I'm not competitive I'm worried that you know my serve wouldn't be so great or that I would lose so I think this summer I might join a league it might be the year that I do it I say I'm gonna do it every year and I never do you should do it yeah it'd be so cool yeah I gotta brush up a little it's been a while since I played so well you're great I you were a great teacher um, very patient. Oh, thank you. You didn't make fun of me when I <laughs> whiffed. <laughs> well, it's a good thing we didn't go snowboarding together because apparently I'm not the best teacher at that. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, that was one of the things I did for exercise, I guess, and for fun in January. My boyfriend and I went snowboarding and he had never been. And apparently I was not the nicest teacher, not the most patient. Um, well, I heard a story about you once where you were like, to a new person skiing, you were like, oh, you'll be fine. And then you just like <laughs> zoomed down the mountain. And then he got lost and couldn't find the... Oh, that was Jacob. Oh, no, I've done it like five times. I forgot about that one. Oh, no. <laughs> so I sort of knew that about you. Okay, so I've, I have a history of being a very bad ski and or snowboard instructor. Whoops. Um, no, I yeah. think you just have confidence in your students. <laughs> exactly, right? Yeah, it's fine. It's easy. Just do it. Um, no, so I'm actually surprised that I, I didn't try to tell you, you could do it. It's fine. You'll be fine. But tennis is a little different because yeah. you're going to hit the ball however you're going to hit the ball. Yeah. You know? So if you want but Lindsay to I teach am... you something, pick tennis. <laughs> well, you know, skiing and snowboarding is, is tough. Yeah, but it's, I, it's I hard. That's it, harder to learn. Well, that's scary. It's scary, right? Tennis is different, but I didn't yell at you and say, "Bianca, hit the ball over the net. Get it over the net. <laughs> Why can't you just hit it over the net? It's easy. It's fine." Yeah, I know. And no. a thing that we discussed while we were playing is I kept apologizing. Yeah, that's when, when I was like. sorry everyone does it yeah I used to play with this woman in a lesson who would say sorry after every single ball she missed yeah it's fascinating because yeah like we were saying it's so much like life sports Mm -hmm. just teach you all about life right so many sports metaphors that people use in their day-to-day lives and yeah you can really learn a lot through it women just apologize I've never seen a man apologize when he doesn't make it over the net. Yeah. Women are just like, oops, ooh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I know. Sorry. And so we decided, let's, I was like, I'm going to stop apologizing. Yeah. And then I was like, S-. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, 
that's not what I meant to do. Uh, then I switched to know. oops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Instead of sorry, I just started saying oops. Yeah. Oops. There's a great example that? of this yeah. in my life in the it's kind of like a case study mm-hmm. of this idea in the at the restaurant I work at, the door handle is like a little confusing, I guess. Yeah. So you push to go in, but people often pull and they can't open it and then they think it's mm-hmm. locked. Right. And so I say like, I do like a pushing motion with my arms from across the room mm-hmm. or I run over and open the door and then they feel right. like an idiot. Right. And pretty consistently when that happens to a man, he gets like super frustrated and like pulls on the door and can't get in and then looks at me and like throws his arms up like, what the hell? Are yeah. you are you open? Right. And then I like go get him and pull the door up and he's like, oh. And without fail, every time a woman does it, she's just like sort of waving. Mm-hmm. And then I get the door, but she goes, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'm such an idiot. I'm yeah, so I'm sorry. sorry. Yeah. Huh. It's like, I don't know what that is. And I think it's been talked about a lot. It's definitely been talked about in, you know, feminist circles. Yeah. I feel like there was at one point like a viral video about it or something or like a campaign. A shampoo ad shampoo. or something. Oh yeah, right, right. About women saying sorry. Yeah. Right. And I think Lena Dunham recently wrote a mm. thing about how the song Sorry by Beyonce like helped her with that because wow. now I'm there's like an anthem. Yeah. Sorry I ain't sorry. I ain't sorry. You know what? If I didn't hit that tennis ball over the net in the perfect place for you to hit it back to me, I ain't sorry. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Totally. That's what you run after my ball. Go get it. Yeah. You go get it. Yeah. I, you deserve to. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And I think it's something to consider, you yeah. know, and something to notice. Mm-hmm. And I think definitely something to consider and something to notice and definitely... One of the ways in which playing a sport or doing exercise can really help you become a better person or help you learn something about yourself in ways that are about more than just moving your body and yeah. getting your heart rate up and burning some calories. Totally. It it allows you to sort of take control. Yeah, and not just, be timid. Yeah. And not yeah. be apologetic. Definitely, definitely. Because you're putting yourself out right. there in this new kind of right. way. And you hear that all the time with little kids, you know. That's why sports are so good for kids. But then as we grow into adults, we stop playing sports, you know. Um, and so that's the thing I love about tennis, you know. You just get to play a sport and you get that same – you get out of it all of those great things that you get when you're a kid, only – now you can actually think about them and, yeah. you know, apply and you them have in your life. a great example in all of the super badass female professional tennis players. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And women's tennis on the professional level is, like, just as kind of popular as men's tennis. Yes, and they're not paid as much, but, you know, <sighs> that's another issue. And but, Serena yeah. is just, like... Just crushes it. She's just got it. Yeah, she's just incredible. And she's in the video mm-hmm. for Sorry. She is in the video for Sorry. Holy what? shit! She ain't sorry. It's she all never says. I'm sure she that never says sorry. That song is about tennis. That song is about tennis. We cracked it. We cracked <laughs> it. Wow. 
Beyonce is speaking directly to us. Directly to us. This is amazing. I, we've learned a lot today through our little hour of intro te- to tennis. Yeah. I think we have. You're right. No, Serena is the perfect person for that song because she never apologizes. She is just a badass on and off the court. She has a completely, entirely other personality. What's the? She gives her other personality a different name, another persona when she gets really crazy <laughs> yeah. on the court. It's the best. I just love her. Um, but yeah, so many people just think that she's too, you know, too competitive or too honestly too manlike. Like she's gotten that criticism that she's like a man and like in a bad way. Are you kidding me? She's incredible. She's such a badass. So amazing. And just she love her. kills it with her outfits too. She crushes it with her outfits. And she just looks amazing all the time. Now she's engaged and I'm just so happy for her. She yeah, has and a she's engaged to rock. some like little nerd, right? I think like a tech bro, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. God bless her. I know. Oh, I'm just so happy for her. <laughs> um, just love her. So yeah. So that was tennis. That was tennis. Go for it. Go Try for it. it. Learn something fun. about yourself, you know. Get outside. Get outside. Stop apologizing. Don't apologize ever. Never. No. So for the last little bit of time here, I wanted to talk about food. Great. We never talk about food on sure. the podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, but I've, in a similar vein to like feeling better mentally mm-hmm. via exercise. Yeah. I've been trying to pay closer attention to what I'm eating vis-a-vis vegetables. Yeah. And salad. Vegetables make you feel great. Mm-hmm. Because I was eating like a real garbage, a plate full of garbage right. every day. Yeah. And it's so easy to get into that cycle mm-hmm. of eating unhealthy food. Mm-hmm. Does that ever happen to you? Oh, yeah. All the time. Especially when I'm working really hard. I mean, when I worked on the show that I worked on, you know, where we really work 15 to 16 hour days, yeah, I would eat everything just to stay up, just to stay awake, just to give myself something to do at work, you know, and definitely did that in January. Right. Doesn't make me feel good, you know. So what do you think is like a meal that you make to, or you by, I guess, to bust yourself out of that cycle. Do you have anything in particular? All kale, all day, all (laughs) the time. (laughs) No, it sounds insane, but I really, I just love a kale salad. And I just, not because it sounds the lamest thing I could possibly talk about. Um, (laughs) I've been doing the same thing. (laughs) I don't know. Like there's got to be something like crack in that vegetable that has brought it to the level of cultural hysteria that it's come to um i don't know all those antioxidants Mm -hmm. nutrients just maybe the feeling of superiority for having (laughs) eaten it but no i yeah i always feel better when i eat clean vegetables things like that it's really hard to pay attention to the way that food makes you feel emotionally and physically after it but like i found lately that after eating french fries you know and who doesn't love eating fries but like i just feel bad after them physically yeah. and I'll just ugh. so yeah I mean eating clean yeah can make you feel good for a lot of reasons it's hard I'm not a person who believes in like extremes ever I, I really don't do the extreme dieting thing I'm not good at cutting something out I'm Me not neither. good at yeah like I've never done the whole 30 or the you know 
I just try to live my life in moderation and yeah, I tried you know. to be a vegetarian once in high school mm-hmm. and then maybe like an hour after I decided <laughs> that I walked into this room in my high school called the Megaron, which uh-huh. is like we had a dining hall and then off the dining hall was this room with like a stage called the Megaron. Mm-hmm. Um, some Greek thing. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. an old high school. But mm-hmm. there was like a pizza party happening and there was buffalo chicken pizza. And I was nice. like, I just remember thinking like, as long as there's an opportunity to eat free buffalo chicken pizza, I'm never going to be a vegetarian. <laughs> like, it's not going to yeah. happen that I'm ever going to say, oh, no. Right. I right. don't eat that. And I still feel that way. Like I can't, you know, if say I've like eaten dinner already in my house mm-hmm. and then somebody calls me and they're like, hey, want to come over for dinner? Of course I do. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to say no. Right. Of course. Yeah. You'll just, you know. And food is so wrapped up in like feeling good for me. So mm-hmm. or like, you know, it's what I do to reward myself. Of course. Yeah. And it's what I do when I feel sad. Definitely. Yeah. And when I feel happy, like there's always food when you're celebrating. Well, so, yeah, but you need to eat. We all and eat you have several to eat. times a day, you right? Have to eat. But I think by paying attention to it and being aware of how certain things make us feel, we can just make the right choices. Yeah. 80 to 90% of the time, you know? Which yeah. I feel like is the goal, right? But then, of course, there's still be a free buffalo still, chicken yeah, pizza. Yeah. And there'll still be weeks or whatever where you're like, oh, I've been eating terribly lately. And, you know happens like after the holidays and then everyone tries to make like right new year's resolutions or whatever we're into february now now you kind of slip back into this winter thing of like comfort food but i, don't I know. know it's like i, I want to eat you. a pot pie for every meal <sighs> and just wear like a fur blanket mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. hunker down mm-hmm. like yeah. a bear yeah well isn't that that new danish trend Heidi? Have you not heard about this? Oh, I've seen it, but I haven't Googled it's it. All the rage. What is yeah. it? <laughs> There's a Danish word. I don't know how to pronounce it. I've heard it's pronounced Hygge. It's H-Y-G-G-E, right? H-Y-G-G-E. So let's just leave it at that. It's Danish. <laughs> if you, you know, know how to pronounce it, good for you. Let us know. <laughs> but it's literally a whole word for being comfortable and like relaxing in your house. So... You know, the idea is to like cozy up on your couch with a blanket and, you know, maybe read a book with a steaming cup of hot cocoa or tea and, you know, maybe a pot roast on the stove or something. And that is just all the rage right now. Nobody goes out anymore. Everyone stays home. It's totally, you know, socially acceptable. It's more socially acceptable, I think, to talk about how you had an amazing night at home watching TV with a great you know, delicious some level, but it's like it. Oh, I always feel a little bit like I'm rolling my eyes when something that's like a a concept that's as old as humanity itself gets like a new name and goes viral in culture. Oh, it's completely ridiculous. Like, no, yeah. People I've, do we've that. We've always been doing that. But uh, calling it something, putting a name and a trend to it makes you feel really good about doing it, you know? <laughs> right? <laughs> we don't guess. have to feel bad about staying yeah. home, you know? I guess, yeah. Or like, 
Nobody watches anything anymore. Everybody binge watches stuff. Oh, and yeah. Binge is like, it's supposed to be negative. Right, but right. But people are just screaming from the binge rooftop. Watching, yeah. I binge watched the totally. whole thing. I spent like nine hours watching right. TV. Speaking of which, did you do the OA on Netflix? No. Yeah. Didn't love it. Didn't love it. Stopped halfway through. Call in, listener. Did you like the OA? <laughs> did you watch it? Did you like it? Did you stick with it? Um, well, you know, I think it's great that today we tried to beat a little of the winter blues with a fun, normally reserved for warmer weather sport. Yes. Busting out of my Mm -hmm. comfort zone, Mm -hmm. getting up early, going for it. Going for it. Yeah. I think we did great. And thank you for hosting me at your gym. Oh, absolutely. I've been really like lucky with guest pass. Oh, stuff it's, <laughs> it's one of the greatest yeah things that my gym has that it's very rare it's hard to find courts um is there anything but, you know, there before courts. we go that you want to tell people to look at or for like in terms of tennis no just like in terms of anything check that's check something out that you worked on oh if you want all right. Well, I mean, you know, if you wanted to relive the 2016 election cycle, I don't know if you caught it the first time around. <laughs> if you feel like reliving the highlights, there's a documentary called Trumped on Showtime. I guess you can get it on Showtime anytime. It's hard to watch, but, you know, I think it helps us take a look at why and how this happened and this man became our president. Yeah. And that's the job that you just finished. That's right? the job that I just finished. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah, we got to look at ourselves. We have to take a cold, hard, long look. (laughs) (laughs) And then get our rage out on the courts. Exactly. Serena style. Exactly. 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 And it's nice to just have an hour where you're not even thinking about what's happening in the world. You can just think about tennis. Don't even have to think about Trump. Yeah. Or this disaster nightmare that we're all living in. Yeah. It's really crazy. Yep. All right. Well, on that cheerful note... Um, thank you, Lindsay. You're welcome. Thanks for playing with me. Thank you. And thanks to you all for listening. Love you guys. You're the best. And thanks to Bill Wadman, as always, for all the help in every area of life. And I love you. Bye-bye. I love you. Bye-bye.